Welcome to Victory Fellowship's online podcast library. We hope that you enjoy this message today. Went into a, there was a poor bloke drunk on the ground and, and uh, he took him into the, the bar and he said, uh, um, this guy's drunk. And, uh, what, what was the story? He took him in and he said, you got him drunk. I can't remember the exact story, but the guy said, pray for me, reverend. And he said, oh God, you see this drunk? He said, don't tell him I'm drunk, tell him I'm sick. And he said, we've we got to call sin, sin. And uh, he, he used to get stuck into it. And I, I liked the guy. And I, you'd heard about New Orleans. You'd heard, it's, you know, it's made romantic. And I have been to Bourbon Street. It's not romantic. It's, uh, it needs help. It, need, it needs help. So, there's no flavor there either. I mean, there is some smells. And, uh, but anyway, we came down, we drove down from Houston and, uh, we went down Bourbon Street. I walked down Bourbon Street and after a couple of minutes, I had David by the ears, walking him straight on, David, look straight ahead, please, straight ahead. And he, he looked into something, whoo, and I said, look ahead, David. And my wife had me by the ears, look straight ahead. And we walked down to the end and there was a guy down the end that had a, a cross, I think it was, with a sign going across about the love of Jesus and he was witnessing and the Lord spoke to me 20 years ago and he said there's going to be a great revival in this city 20 years ago and he said to me I'm going to give you the privilege of being involved in it that's 20 years ago and then I met Pastor Frank and Pastor Paris and Pastor Frank cautiously invited me to come we're over at a Rodney meeting, and I think we probably rolled into each other on the floor. And, uh, and in a drunken state, he said, come and preach for me. And then he must have thought, oh, brother, what have I organized? But we've been coming here for what must be 18 years. I think David was just a 14-year-old boy or something when he first came. And now he's a preacher that's just doing great things. And he's got a church and, and uh, a little baby boy. And he's, he's touched this city. He's touched the youth of this city. And uh, we just love being here. It's, it's not like we're guest preachers coming in. I feel like we're part of the church. We, uh, we come just about every year, I think. This, this must be our 18th time or something. I, and I, I love it here. And I love you guys. I've got so many friends here. And uh, Pastor Frank and Paris, these guys are the soul of the earth. I love them and always appreciate this privilege, Pastor. You're, you're a, a champion. And he's been great in Australia. These guys have blessed, both of them have just blessed Australia. And uh, they've just been a blessing. In fact, I would say Pastor Frank and Paris have been the major influence in keeping David, apart from myself, I bashed it into him and they graced it into him to keep David just a full Pentecostal. And now we've got this young fellow, 31 or 32, whatever he is now, who's, uh, who's just uh, on fire for God. By the way, you ladies were great this morning. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, the beautiful thing is, Christianity is a process. And we all come from different backgrounds. And my daughter, who I've talked about much here, um, and I don't know when I saw you last, but my daughter, five years ago, was a chronic drug addict, chronic. Um, she was making amphetamines. They were making them for the bikers, and they were really 
involved in serious business that probably could have had them killed. Her best friend had a throat cut, died in the gutters in Adelaide. And uh, Deborah herself, uh, she was a mess. She was thrown out of cars. And I was, used to go into places, she'd say, Daddy, they're trying to kill me. I'd take a cricket bat. Well, Jesus has brought her out of it. Last year, and I preached about it, but last year, last year I uh, went along to the dedication, to the final night, the presentation night of the Bible college. She had completed the college, and uh, she got through to such a degree, she got a certificate, but at the end of the night they said, now for the award for academic honours for the top student of the 50 in the college Deborah Michelle Hall and my daughter walked down to the front, topped the Bible college, topped the Bible college. She got a distinction in every subject. She's gone on to university and now she's studying to be a school teacher. Um, and I have watched the change where she's come from. I didn't know if she'd live or die. And then we just took hold of God, started to speak to the mountain. Instead of listening to the mountain, we begin to speak to it. And today, She's on fire. We've got, she's got beautiful children, and you wouldn't know what she's been through. And I would just say to the girls at, at Mary Song, you've all been through some challenges, but it's not where you've been, it's where you're going. And you are, you are going into an adventure where there is nothing impossible. We had a great night last We had a good night last night. Didn't we, Vinny? Come here, Vinny. Come here. This is Vinny. I'm going to get Vinny to give you a demonstration of something. He was in the meeting last night. You got a good smack from the parent. You bought the boxer. What's his name? Can't, um, Dominic Carter. Dominic Carter. Two times world champion. No, one, time. one time. Down he went under the power of God. And he said to me later, you put me down for the count of ten. And uh, he was down. Now you came in and you had a chronic situation in your heel didn't you yes I, I shattered my heel two years ago and I had a surgery and if nobody knows about breaking a heel it's a it's a trauma injury it's the worst injury you can have and your Achilles Achilles had soft tissue well I had the surgery then I got a serious infection and I was going to lose my foot and then the infection stopped but I, I haven't been able to run I can't walk um, I'm in chronic pain it, it was overwhelming and I was about to get an ankle fusion surgery because, and that wouldn't, it wouldn't allow me to play golf or play any other sports, you know, because that's the only thing I can do is play golf, basically. And I came in hopeless after work. I was limping, and I, I, I just couldn't take it anymore. And Mr. Tim called me out. He said, if there's anybody with a uh, that had a surgery and it didn't go right, come up here right now. And I knew that was me, and God called me. I became overwhelmed. And... Uh, <laughs> And then you took off running, didn't you? And you said you'd been asking Jesus, you've been asking Jesus for two years to run again. And what happened? What did you do? Well, I was able to come up on my toes and I was able to run. And that was the first time in two years that I've been able to run. And so, so you haven't been running. You haven't been running. What about if you just go and stand down there and show us what you can do now? Why don't you just take off around the place? He, now take off. Oh, away you go. Off he goes, off he goes. That's the power of God. That's the miracle grace. That's the miracle. Ho, ho. That's. There's, there he goes. 
Here he comes. Nice work. Nice work. Yes. Come and stand right here and give a nice big jump. Now I want you to get this on film. Come up a little closer. Do not be shy, Jacob. Shyness will get you nowhere in this business. On the count of three, you're going to get him jumping off the ground. Are you ready? Ready to leap? One, two, three. Did you get it? Get another one. Did you get him? Did you get him? Well done. Well done, Vinny. Well done, Vinny. That's Vinny. Now, is anyone excited? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. We're going to have a week of miracles. We're going to have a week of miracles. You need to come out every night. Some of you would say Monday's going to be a problem. Here's the deal. Let me explain it to you. I know the saints are playing. I'd love to be at the game. But I have chosen to be in church. Because I know this, that if I fast that game and just tape it and watch it with Pastor Frank after, and we fast it, I think the chances of us winning go to another level. And... Uh, so I think if you give the game up live and watch it afterwards, the chances of us giving the Dolphins a good smack up the side of the head. I love Dolphins. I can't eat a whole one. Now, a gentleman came into the meeting last night. His daughter brought him to the meeting. And uh, I don't think he'd been in church before. Whose dad was that? Heather, where are you? Where are you? Where are you hiding, Heather? Come over here, please, Heather. Oh, I know. She's a Mary Song graduate. How, how, how good is Mary Song? Isn't it incredible? So you think everybody should buy a ticket for that dinner? You should buy two. Yes, exactly. I bought a table. I bought a table and don't even have all the people. But it's okay. Was that your dad last night? Was it? Had he been in church before? Um, no. His, his family, his dad and sister, are Baptists. And they always talk about, you know, he needs to be in church. Well, he's a very active guy, and he had um, back problems. And he just went on disability and doesn't want to get out of bed, didn't want to do anything. And I had asked him to come a few weeks ago. He's like, okay. Well, then he didn't come. Well, this week... I asked him at the beginning of the week. I said, well, if I start early, by the time Saturday's here, we've got him, we've got him then. he'll go. First time I asked him, he's like, well, sh I guess I'll go. Women in the parking lot, don't make me do nothing silly. I, I know, I, I've heard what y'all do there. Ava comes to my house speaking in that, that exactly. don't do anything. I, I'm not. He felt God on him and said, no, no, okay. Then you said, there's someone still out there. He couldn't hold the tears back. Went to the front and this morning texted me and still said, I'm, I don't, I'm blown away. Like, I, I, I don't know what you told him. I said, I, 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 there's no way I could have held the smoke machine behind you making you get hot. Like, it wasn't, exactly. Exactly. it wasn't me. And he's healed. He's healed. He, he was bending over, called his sister, who's Baptist, and 
she said, it's not possible unless a doctor heals you. And he said, I don't know nothing about anything, but I know I can touch my toes and it don't hurt. Wow. Well, congratulations to you on what you've done. Congratulations to you. It's only God. Now it's touching your whole family, isn't it? He promised me and my household. Wow. Good on you. All righty then. Let's get down to business. I, I felt the Lord speak to me when I came. And all he, all he put on my heart was this. Intimacy and dominion. The dominion of the kingdom. We understand intimacy in the spirit. I'm going to touch. He just, I felt him just say, don't plan more than one day ahead. I woke up early this morning. I don't know why I keep waking up at half past three, quarter to four, every day. I'm still, still jet lagged after two weeks. Still hardly getting any sleep. But this morning, I felt the Lord start to talk to me. And I just began to uh, study the scriptures, read the word this morning. And it was like bang, 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 bang. And I feel that God's going to do something this morning. Are you ready? You need to fasten your seatbelt. You'll be flying at an altitude of approximately two feet. Um, the chance of turbulence are reasonably strong. There's my brother in the second row. I sense a bit of turbulence over in that area, just a little... In fact, I sense it already. How you doing, bro? Everything good? Come here. How have you been? Come up, come up. I might need a gentleman with me if I can. What's been happening? Good to see you again this year. Has it been a good year? I, I think we're just warming up. The, meet, the meeting's just getting started. We're, are you sensing something happening? Power from heaven. Bring him back. I feel he needs another touch. <laughs> when, how old were you when you were saved? Before you were a Christian, did you ever get drunk physically? Never been drunk. No. You were saved at three. <laughs> well, you know what it feels like, but it's a lot better. It's, a diff it's different, isn't it? You, you are prone to Holy Ghost intoxication. I've noticed that. I've noticed that. Power from heaven. <laughs> let's have a word of prayer and let's get into it. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you for Mary's song. Thank you for the great work there. Thank you for this church. Thank you, Lord, that you are our good. And thank you. Jesus for this privilege today. I want you to turn in your Bible. I want you to roam with me to the book of Romans. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Romans. <laughs> Romans 5. There's a good one. Verse 17. 
If through one man sin death reigned, by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Christ Jesus. Those that have received the gift of righteousness by faith, how much more shall they reign in life by one Christ Jesus? The, the Greek word to reign is basileo, which means how much more shall they exercise kingly dominion in this life? How much more shall they be in dominion over principalities, powers, rulers? My Bible tells me in Ephesians that Jesus was quickened and raised. And the Bible says that he, in Ephesians 1 verse 18, the Bible says, I know the uh, unlimited magnitude of power usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when God raised him from the dead and set him in heavenly places far above all rule, principality, dominion, and power, and put all things under his feet, which is the church, the overflowing fullness of him that fills all in all. My Bible says, and you hath he quickened who were dead, chapter 2, verse 1. In verse 5, he has quickened us together with Christ. We're joined with him. He's raised us together, and he's seated us together with him. Where is he seated today? Far above all rule, all rule, all principalities, all powers, and all dominions. Where are we seated today? Above. Above. The word basilea means to be in dominion over. It means to exercise highest influence over. It means to exert total control over. The Bible says, if by one death had rulership by one, how much more shall we who have received the gift of righteousness exercise rule, exercise kingly dominion, reign in kingly authority in every realm. God has called you and I to dominion and rulership. We have entered into the kingdom of power, might, dominion, rulership. The Bible says of Jesus, just, let's have a look at a couple of scriptures for a moment. Luke chapter 8 verse 1, Matthew 4. Either, I don't care, pick the one you like. Matthew chapter 4. I've got bits falling out of my Bible like never before. I'm looking up Zephaniah, that's a real help. Matthew 4 verse 23 reads like this. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the good news of the kingdom. It's a very interesting thing that the word reign and the word kingdom are from the same root. Basileo and Basilea. 
kingdom rule. He went about preaching the good news of the rulership and the dominion and the authority and the control of the kingdom of God over the kingdom of darkness. The same word. He went about preaching the dominion of this kingdom into which we belong and then demonstrating the power of that kingdom. It's interesting that Philip, the only evangelist mentioned in the Bible, the Bible says that they heard him preaching the kingdom. And the results were that a whole city was shaken to such a degree that the most demonized man in the city, who they called the great power of God, who was a magi, he was a magician, he was a sorcerer, was so taken and so amazed by the demonstration of another kingdom that he was prepared to pay to just have the power of that kingdom that was being demonstrated in the midst. We belong to a kingdom that is the kingdom of dominion. Sometimes we see Satan's kingdom and it looks like to some degree there's control and things happening. But the truth is, as we begin to understand who we are, we are the people of the greater kingdom, of a kingdom that is so superior, a kingdom that is beyond, that is infinitely beyond anything of the satanic kingdom. You and I have entered into the kingdom of God. We are joint heirs with Christ. We are one spirit with him. And we are called to move into a place of rulership and dominion and authority where no longer are we puppets in an old system, but we become rulers in the realm of the spirit over natural things. Jesus demonstrated the kingdom. The Bible says he went about preaching the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom. He was saying in the beginning, repent, for here's the manifestation of the kingdom. Here's the demonstration of the kingdom. And the Bible says he preached the kingdom and healed. He preached it. He preached the dominion and demonstrated the dominion. He preached it and demonstrated it. We have a lot of preaching in the Western world. Lots of preaching, but not enough demonstrating. Jesus said, even if you don't believe what I say, believe the works. That you may know the Father's in me and I in him. Even if you don't believe my words, believe the works. That you know the Father's in me. Why did we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? The Bible says you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you to bear witness of me. What does that mean? You shall receive divine ability after the Holy Ghost has come upon you to bear witness or to demonstrate to the world the fact that Jesus is alive from the dead. Proverbs 4.33 confirms that it says in proverbs the 4, 4 verse 33 with great power the apostles bore witness to the fact that jesus was alive from the dead with a demonstration of miracle power they bore witness to the word every time there's a miracle it bears witness to the fact that jesus is alive 
when my brother ran around this building a couple of moments ago, he bore witness to the fact that the living Jesus, who died and is raised from the dead and sitting at the, seated at the right hand of the Father, who has sent the Holy Spirit and given us authority to use the name of Jesus, there's the witness that the Son of God, who 2,000 years ago walked on the earth, is alive and well in the midst and moving in the midst and demonstrating. That was a demonstration this morning. A demonstration of a living Jesus. How do you refute that? How do you deny it? I have people say to me, prove that Jesus is alive. Vinnie, run around the building. Two years. Unable to run. I don't know how to fix someone's heel. I was at a meeting in Australia. There's a man who was signed up to play top-level football, Australian rules football, which Pastor Frank loves. I take him to the Aussie rules games, and he shouts and yells, and I get embarrassed. He's so loud, I feel that we're going to get in a fight. What was that guy yelling out at North Adelaide game? doesn't matter, but it was good, wasn't it? This guy was yelling out, Pastor Frank was quite impressed with it. This guy was a, a top Aussie rules footballer. And uh, I was preaching in a meeting, and he, he had been driving up to Sydney where he'd been signed to play. Been given a big contract. He was driving up there, a young man. As he was driving up there, he went to sleep at the wheel. His car ran off the road straight into a big gum tree, and the car was crushed, and his leg was crushed in. Uh, the, the pedals were around his legs. His leg was crushed. His foot was smashed irreparably. They got him out of the car and his foot was just hanging off in bits. Took him to the hospital and the doctor said, we've got to take his leg. There's no we're just going to have to take his leg a little below the knee. His foot certainly has to go. And they said, please, he's an athlete. And uh, please, if you, if you can do anything, save his foot. And he was in hospital for a long time. And they worked on him and they took bone from, I guess they took it from his hip or from his pelvis and wherever they take it from, hip, is it something, somewhere? And they were building, rebuilding his foot. And his foot literally was a piece, it was just really a blocked up piece of bone that didn't, it, he couldn't go up on his toes. He, it just was there and he walked with this stiff leg at the base and his foot but is in constant pain. The pain never ceased. He was on painkillers every day. And he came into the meeting, and I felt the power of God. And I feel the power of God this morning. I felt it last night like a laser. I sensed last night that God was going to miraculously heal. And I feel this morning that God wants to do some impossible things. We, the miracles last night, we've seen them for three weeks now, last two weeks anyway, have just been fantastic. It's like a, a sense that God is beginning to release, a, and it's been happening for months here, great miracles. God is beginning to manifest incredible uh, miracles like Acts 19. This guy came up, I laid hands on him, the power of God hit him, and he went down under the power. And when he got up, he said, the pain's gone, the pain's gone. The leg was still the same, he still had this foot that hardly worked, but the pain was gone. He was so pleased that just the pain was gone. The next morning, we had a meeting, and I called him up, I said, Phil, come up here. His name is Philip. 
And I said, Phil, come up here. And he stood on the step and he started to share. And then he started to cry and I couldn't get a word out of him. And I watched. I said, what's happening, Phil? And he said, look. And there on the step, he just went up on his toes. Straight up on his toes. And uh, then he started to move his foot. He said, I can't do this. My foot doesn't do this. I cannot do this. It's the dominion of the greater kingdom. You see, Jesus demonstrated the power of the kingdom in every realm. Every realm. The very first miracle that he performed, he turned the water into wine and he demonstrated his authority and dominion over matter. Pour the water from there to there. Chemical formula changed. Carbon atoms, neutrons, protons. The whole thing changed from H2O to a complex chemical formula. Simply at his word. And he demonstrated just as he had demonstrated in the beginning. The Bible says all things were made by him, for him, through him, and by him. All things hold together. He demonstrated again his master over the matter that he created. You go to the book of John, and I touched this last year, so I don't need to rehash it. Mind you, you have forgotten everything I said. As you go through the miracles of John, there are eight miracles in John, starting with the turning of the water into wine and finishing with a great catch of fish on the other side of the boat. Peter marveling as he was called back into ministry there at the end of John. 153 big fat fish. He took mud, John 9, spat on the ground, got his own spittle, put it into the eyes of the blind man and said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. I shared last night how many times had people spat on that beggar and cursed him and kicked the dust in his face which mixed with the spittle as they cursed his name and said, get off the streets, beggar. But Jesus took those two things that represented a curse put him into his eyes and said go and wash at the pool of Siloam which means sent just like the day of the creation the clay the DNA of Jesus in his word and the manifestation of the Holy Ghost were in action again he took five loaves and two fishes and handed them to the disciples and said start distributing and they just kept multiplying, multiplying, multiplying. And he demonstrated that he can just take nothing and just keep multiplying nothing into something. And he, he demonstrated he's a God who can take the little we have and supernaturally multiply it and change every circumstance. He's the God that can step into our finances. You might sow a seed into Mary's song and see it multiplied. Sow into ground like that and watch the heart of God. Lazarus, in the tomb four days, not three. He'd been there four. 
because the Jews believed that three days the spirit was still floating around. They believed that. They believed that death really was in the fourth. So Jesus waited the four so that none of the Jews could say, well, his spirit was not really gone. He said, roll back the stone, and he stood at the entrance to the realm of death and spoke a word that shafted like lightning into that realm. Lazarus, come forth, and it echoed. Lazarus come forth, Lazarus through the realm of death. And Lazarus came out of that place and Jesus demonstrated dominion over death. And later he would demonstrate it by being raised from the dead, conquering death and seizing the keys of hell and death once and for all. He walked on the water demonstrated dominion even over the rules that he had established. Cursed the fig tree. Then he said to them, guys, have the faith of God because I want you to start exercising the same dominion. And he gave his, his disciples authority. But you know the good thing? He has given us dominion. We underestimate. We underestimate the authority that has been put in our hand. If we really understood today, there's not a devil on the face of the earth that can touch us. As Jesus went about in the synagogue, every synagogue he went in, Something manifest. And they marveled and they said, what word is this when he speaks? Something happens in the realm of the spirit. What word is this? Because when he speaks, even the demons are subject and come out. One of the first people to understand the dominion that was on him was a centurion, a hardened man who'd worked his way up the ranks, who worked for Herod, the, the builder, the Herod the Great, Herod Antipas, one of the Herods, Antipas, I think, was working for him, an engineer, a group of guys, a group of his legion, his... Uh, group of guys, 100 guys, whatever, centurion, were builders. They were working on the synagogue. Maybe there's a whole legion working there building. I don't know how many were working, but they're the greatest engineers in the world at the time. And Herod was trying to, to please the Jews. So he's down the road building the city of Tiberias, and he's, uh, sorry, the Romans building Tiberias, and he's building a synagogue to please the Jews. He walked between the two. This guy's a hardened guy. He wasn't a, a Christian, but he had a servant at home that he loved. This young servant must have been great to him, and now this guy's dying. And he sent the leaders of the synagogue down and said, I'm not worthy to 
for you to do anything, but, you know, can you help me? And the friends went down the, from the synagogue, and they said, he's, he's worthy. He's helping us, building a synagogue. But then he sent the message down, I'm not worthy. And then he came himself. He said, sir, I'm not worthy. He said, I'm like you. I'm a man set under authority. He said, I've been set in place as a Roman soldier, as a centurion. I have my position. I have those above me and above them. And if you follow it right to the top, you'll come to Caesar, who our people class as God and worship as God and burn incense to. I'm under a kingdom, which is supposed to have a God. He didn't say it in those words, but he said enough to be put to death. But he said, I, I also, like yourself, am a man under authority. And I say to this man here, go. I tell this soldier here, you better go and do that. If, if they don't, they'll be flogged. Do this, they go. Do that. And he said, but you're under a, a kingdom. So powerful. So powerful that I'm not even worthy the kingdom that I'm under, the greatest kingdom on earth, I'm a part of that system, operating in the authority of that system, but the kingdom under which you live and operate is so powerful that I am not worthy that you even come under my roof. Would you say in a word? Would you say simply a word? Because I know that when you speak it, it'll go into that unseen realm with such authority that he'll get healed wherever he is. And Jesus marveled and he turned to the Jews and everyone around. He said, this is the greatest faith I've seen in all Israel from a Roman centurion. Because the Roman centurion understood the, the, the kingdom of God better than most Christians understand it today. But you see, we have dominion here. It's very interesting. I've been teaching a lot of stuff on end times. When I get home, I'm, I'm teaching on the book of Daniel. But all the study of end times and all the scriptures and all the stuff in Matthew 24 and Luke 19 and Thessalonians and Daniel and Revelation, all the rest, through Ezekiel and all the prophecies that are there, there's one that stands out to me as strong as any of the prophetic words, and it's this. It's in Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. And it says, This gospel of the kingdom, the same one that Jesus preached, Paul preached, Philip preached, this good news of the royal power, dominion, authority, majestic might, triumphant dominion, shall be preached in all the world as a demonstration and a witness to the nations. And then shall the end come. This morning, I've endeavored to preach the dominion of the kingdom. The kingdom where no sickness can stand against the authority of the kingdom in which we dwell. We're preaching a kingdom this morning where cancer is subject to the name of Jesus. 
blood disorders, problems with bones, lung conditions, terminal cancer, are all subject to the dominion of the kingdom of God. This morning, we have authority over disease and over devils and over infirmities and over family situations and over finances. In fact, God is, I think that God is teaching us two great things because it says in the book of Revelation, I'm closing with this now. The Bible says he has purchased us out of every tribe, kindred, and nation on the earth and has made us kings with dominion and priests who know how to draw into the secret place. And we shall exercise rule, kingly power, authority, influence, and control in all the earth. And this morning, we're going to take dominion over some problems in your life. We're going to break the power of some disease. Last night, I don't know how many people got healed last night. The last couple of weeks, we've had, had a lady walk into the meeting on a walker, oxygen bottle, lungs gone, power of God hit her, new set of lungs, and I think about five of her friends came in, got healed. A lady, I'm closing, came into the chiropractor's business of one of the guys in the church in San Diego. She said, I have had arthritis for 20 years. She said to him, the pain is so excruciating if you don't help me today. I am going to go home and I am going to take a gun at home and I'm going to take, blow my brains out today. I can't take it any longer. And he said, oh, that's a bit extreme. And she said, don't think I'm laughing. I'm ready to take my own life. The pain, I can no longer bear it. He said, I'm not going to, um, he said, I'm not going to help you myself. Come with me. He brought him over to a teaching session that we're doing, something like we're going to do Thursday night. I'm not sure exactly yet. What's going to happen Thursday? But I know something's going to happen here. She came in, into the meeting, sat in the back. Halfway through, God said to me, call the chiropractor up. Called him up. I said, Matt, God wants to impart something powerful to you today. Spirit of God hit him. Down he went under the power of God. I said, pick him up. Down he went again. And then the Lord said to me, get him to pray for this person. I called her down. I said, would you come? And she struggled down like this, like that. Stood at the front. I said, Matt, you've got dominion and authority to lay hands. Come and take dominion. Take dominion over this. He laid his hands on her head and stood behind him. He said, in the name of Jesus. And it was like a shuddering went through her body from her head. Her face started to shudder. And it was like a shaking went right through her body. She hit the deck crying they got her up, not one twinge, 
Not one twinge. We can dare to believe this. Thanks for listening. Check out our website at victoryfellowship.net for service times and locations.